French Fry Friends is a show about food. If food is a sensitive subject for you, I don't recommend listening to this podcast. names just because it's good for the beginning of each podcast right i'm dakota i'm sergio and i'm carter and this is french fry friends welcome to our first episode you probably listened to the trailer the intro episode that we tried to record and then it messed up so yeah record it later later. Uh, i'm sure it's great though i'm sure it's great we haven't recorded it yet but i'm sure it's great we tried to, but yeah. we failed. The original one was pretty good. The original yeah. one, okay, the original one was fantastic. Which is why we're recording this now, because we were too depressed to try and re-record it. <laughs> exactly. Am I going first again? Is this... Oh, whoever wants to start Where first. did you get that tiny bottle from? <laughs> oh, uh, I brought it with me. When did that get there? It was over there. Oh. It was, it was on the thing behind us. It's a really tiny bottle of Jim, Jim Beam Apple Whiskey. Yeehaw. Uh, not maybe, sponsored. Not yeah. sponsored. Maybe we'll do that at the end of the episode. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So where you start off each episode with little uh, food news. Uh, well, before that. Before that. Oh right. Before right, right. that, we talk about uh, the most memorable thing we've eaten recently. Who wants to go first? I'll, I'll go. Uh, the most memorable thing I've eaten was the margarita pizza that I ate last night. Yeah, Sergio and I went... Did you make it, or did you get it from somewhere? Uh, we got it from Slapbox. Slapbox. Downtown. Oh, downtown. Yeah, it's downtown by the coffee shop. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was so it's good. It's real good. I saw uh, your Snapchats. Everything looked good. It's, yeah, it was really <laughs> it was good. It was really good. Uh, yeah, so we just like kind of went you know, just out on the town, You know, did, uh, did some Pokemon Go, did some drinking... Yeah. We're always downtown doing Pokemon Go. Yeah, we're always. <laughs> it's the best place to do Pokemon yeah, Go. It really is. Like, around here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was like a margarita pizza. It had like, chopped up basil. It had uh, aroma tomatoes, pineapple, sausage. It didn't have pineapple. It didn't? No. A margarita pizza is basil, mozzarella cheese, and tomatoes, and you added sausage. I thought I added pineapple. Do you like pineapple on pizza, Sergio? I do. The pineapple, you're thinking of the pineapple that was on my pizza. I, pro- I probably am. What probably pizza am. did you have? I got, I think it was called the Northern Shore. It was pineapple, sausage, red onion, garlic, bell pepper, and it has banana pepper on it, but I took it off. You're not a banana pepper man? Uh, not hugely. Alright, that's fair. But, um, I yo, feel like they're better when they're baked. It was baked, so for sure. good. I haven't had it baked. I'm torn between that for my most memorable thing, or I went to a diner in downtown Austin on 6th Street. Oh, 6th Street. Um, this was like a little, it was like at 10 in the morning, it's fine. I mean... You went to 6th Street at 10 in the morning? I went to go get brunch with a friend. Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. ACL, and I had... They have a brunch place on 6th Street? <laughs> well, <laughs> this is news to well, me. Well, yeah. technically, it's at the intersection of 6th. It's, like, uh, okay. it's across the street from uh, the Whole Foods. Got you. Yeah, it's called 24 Diner, or 24 Cafe. Is it 24 and, hour? Yes. Okay. And it we is, should go there. I assume so, but... It was very, very hey. good. I got the waffle platter that came with eggs, sausage, the waffles. I ordered a mimosa, 
And then the waffles also came with this brown sugar butter. Mm. Maybe we can go there after Love a good recording. Brown sugar butter. First yeah. time ever having it, it was so good. Yeah. Brunch is a like it's a, an expensive treat. It it's <laughs> the brunch part is Breakfast food is for everyone. Yeah. At all times. That's our opinion here at French Fry Friends. <laughs> that we're not qualified to give. Right. Yeah. Have you seen that picture of like a bunch of old people at a table and they're like free opinions, even though we're not qualified to give yeah, them that's, right. Yeah, that's us. We but, should edit that. But with I'm food. gonna do that, yeah. Post uh, that so, on our Twitter. Carter, what about your uh, most memorable thing? This week I tried the triple double crunchwrap supreme from <laughs> oh, Taco Bell. Yes, that's so good. <laughs> I've yet to try it's that. Not my favorite, but also I'm not a big crunchwrap fan. Oh. Sorry about my PC. <laughs> yeah, you should maybe put the headphones in the computer. So it... Yeah, I'm just I'm I rem- like mute. Okay. Good. I remember one time, okay. it was like two in the morning, and I suddenly just got a craving for food, right? Right. As you do. I, it's two in the morning. That's yeah. dark lunch. You know? Yeah. <laughs> dark lunch. So I like, I like woke up and got on my phone, and um, have you seen, God, what's it called? It's like this place that does like mega-sized, like that YouTube channel does like mega-sized versions of food mm-hmm. and they did a five pound crunch wrap <gasps> that's Ooh. too many pounds <laughs> maybe if you're a cow Yo, and that's like i don't know like if you're two-thirds of the way through your pregnancy like that's like the <laughs> amount of weight Yo, probably but, more than that i yeah. don't know how pregnancy works yeah but, but while like, they were making that literal food baby none of looked, us are ever gonna be pregnant it's fine yeah it looked so good it looked so good i was like just lying in my it's bed. It's just your crunch wrap, but bigger. Like it looks so good though. Like they, I'm down. For it, 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 <laughs> they had to bake it inside a cast iron pan. Yeah, the only I thing assume so. They had would have had to do something special. Also, like I don't know. The problem with scaling foods is that sometimes, like if you make things bigger, you have to cook them in different ways because the old way's not gonna work. <laughs> yeah, like my bacon stroganoff. Yeah. Oh yeah. You made yeah, a mistake. That was, that, was such a that mistake. was a pasta mistake. I didn't actually end up eating it. Like I was thinking about it, but it was. That's good. You shouldn't. I yeah. did not eat it. Uh, we're, we'll talk about that at a later date. <laughs> That'll be. That's for a different episode. That's for a different episode. That's Dakota's good. bacon mistake. Dakota's bacon mistake. Oh man. So, hit us with those headlines. Okay, give me a second. Open up my notes. Popeyes. Sold 24 karat gold champagne wings. What? Interesting. <laughs> Explain. Okay, so on October 4th, to celebrate the opening of their 3000th location, Popeyes served up 24 karat champagne wings for that day only at like a specific location. Or it was four locations across the United States. Okay. What were the locations? I do not have that list on me, but none of them were in Texas, so that's why I didn't get the list. Uh None for us. It was. I think it was like there was one in New York, one in L.A. Of course, like obviously, and then like wherever Popeye started in like Georgia or something. Louisiana. 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 Obviously. Louisiana, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Georgia. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, they only sold them like as part of like a meal package, and for like you know limited time, obviously. So it was part of the five dollar boneless wing bash. Which pairs six of the boneless wings with a choice of side and a biscuit. 
So the batter like had like champagne mixed into it, I think, was the approach. Ooh. And then I saw a picture of it, and I can like find it for you guys if you want to see it. But it's not like entirely gold. It's like gold flakes in the uh, like. Oh. Wait, so but it is like real gold. What's like twenty? Okay, you said like twenty-four karat champagne. What is? No, twenty-four karat gold with champagne. Oh, okay. Twenty-four karat gold champagne. I was like twenty-four like, karat champagne. gold champagne. Like that's how they advertised it, though. That's why I repeated it. Like okay, that. okay, yeah. okay. That's fancy. Yeah, it sounds really fancy. How much yeah. did it cost? Do you know? Five dollars. Uh, five dollars, I guess. Oh, five I don't. Five dollars? Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I, I missed that, because you did explicitly say that, but my ADHD. No, you're valid. <laughs> I mean, like, it doesn't sound real, but supposedly it was five dollars. Five dollars. For, like, the box. I can't get over that. Yeah, so... Yeah. They're dipped in champagne batter and deep-fried before being tossed in an edible 24 gold carat flakes. 24 carat gold flakes. Ooh said that out of order hmm. yeah because of the uh sweetness of the champagne there is a little bit more cayenne in these so that's news number one <laughs> all right what's all news right. number two all right y'all remember alton brown yes good eats and uh cutthroat kitchen yes let's Dakota, pretend you're giving me a blank face let's pretend like are I you do sleeping remember. on my boy alton <laughs> who is that was, okay. from Let's kitchen. pull up a picture of this Alton is, Brown. This is how unqualified I am to yeah. give like this food information and food opinions. Okay. Cutthroat Kitchen guy. Oh, that guy, that guy. Okay, yeah, I've he's also him. like yeah. Good Eats back in like the nineties. Do okay. you remember the show Good Eats? I do vaguely. Okay, yeah. well let me like tell you what Good Eats is about, so you'll know because that's mostly about this. Okay, this is his look back in the nineties. Very good. <laughs> Alton Brown, if you're hearing this, we love you. God, I love Alton Brown so much. <laughs> okay. I just learned of your existence, but you made a good impression. Yeah, so Good Eats was basically each episode, they went over, like, a specific, like, food or, like... Technique. Technique, pretty much. Okay. Like, how you should be cooking your steaks or, like, what you should be doing when you're preparing this food. And, like, I remember, the like, they had a really good, like, sushi episode. So they went over, like, each thing, basically. But our boy Alton, he's having a new show. Oh. So he's doing a reboot of Good Eats, and it is called Return of the Eats. Oh, I love that. Very that's, good. That's a good Very name. good. However, before Return of the Eats, he's going to be releasing Good Eats Reloaded. So what's that, then? So Good Eats Reloaded is basically him going back to a few select episodes of the original show and examining the techniques there and saying like how he would do it differently now because okay. you know it's been 20 years basically since good eats like aired you, you know you know what that is <coughs> growth <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he's uh re-examining everything and like he did say in an interview that he did receive like a lot of comments about like, oh, how could you not have this in the show? Or like, well, I prefer this technique. And like, obviously, things have changed. It's been 20 years. Right. We've discovered new things in the food world and how like the best way to release certain flavors. Yeah. Like 20 years ago, I was still in diapers. <laughs> yeah. Dark times. For real. Technology has changed. Ingredients have changed. There are ingredients in these reloads that Americans haven't heard of 20 years ago. They weren't on the market. So, Good Eats, colon, Reloaded, 
will premiere Monday, October 15th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific time on the Cooking Channel. So guess what we're doing on Monday? <laughs> yeah. I'll be there. All right. Any other news for us? Uh, okay, did you want me to do... I'll give you guys the option. Do we want the Wu-Tang one or the Mormon one? Oh, that's a tough choice. I'm going to have to go with Mormon on this like, chance that this is very funny. Yeah, let's go Mormon. It's actually pretty wholesome. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So there's a family in Provo, Utah. Not sure if I'm saying that city name correctly. I think you are. They'll, they'll add it's, us on Twitter. It it's fine. Right. Yeah. They'll, they'll uh, let us know. Our moms will add us on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> episode one. That's the only people going to be listening to us anyway. So. Yeah. So there's a family in Provo, Utah, and they've opened their home to queer individuals in need. Hmm. Aww. Originally, this just started as them like, oh, come by for a meal. And they did specifically move to Provo, Utah to provide this like service for the queer community there. But they have since turned it into a like registered and licensed like nonprofit organization. This organization is called Queer Meals. Okay. And they do offer like they will provide like groceries to certain people in need, uh, suicide prevention counseling services, and it's run by the Poole family, Gerilyn Hassel Poole and Jeff Poole. So they moved to Provo from Oregon in 2016 for like this exact purpose and they're actually a mormon family funny enough. oh nice that, that that was very wholesome that was very wholesome i appreciate yeah. it so they good people basically they moved there from oregon right and it was like because i don't know if you guys know but the mormon community is like pretty like well rooted in the state of utah oh yeah right. and it's in like... this city specifically many mormons so there's a lot of like LGBT individuals in need and like are struggling because without the support of their family, mm. you know, like financially or like emotionally and otherwise. Mm. So you can find them on Facebook at Queer Meals or QueerMeals.com. They do take donations and they say it on their website that visitors can expect to feel validated and appreciated. I feel validated. I love already. validation. <laughs> love me some good validation. All I look for from other people is validation. <laughs> My mom's going to listen to that and she's going to be like, you need to validate yourself. <laughs> and Don't look for validation. That's be hard. the validation you want to see. But that's people. hard. <laughs> okay, right. do you got some good old lore for Dakota, us? Dakota, do you I have do. some good, good food lore for I us? I do got some good, good food lore for you. I see you with your printout. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I've been, I've been excited for this recording session. For He's like a real professional, unlike me, who read my weeks. notes off of my phone. <laughs> At least you have notes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, you don't really need notes it's for It's episode segment. one, yeah. so, you know, we're all in a different place. Yeah, you know, we've never podcasted before. It's episode one. This is a learning experience. Yeah. And we're taking our listeners along for the ride. You um, know, our moms and our, our moms. dogs. <laughs> our moms and dogs are taking along for a ride. Yeah. Okay. So... My yeah, title I do see at the top in bold yeah. in bold print carbonated drinks specifically soft drinks. Okay. Um, so I, I do want you guys to guess how far back do you think soft drinks go? Uh, I mean I know they were a thing in like or like rather not like when they were invented, but rather like when the idea came about. The idea of like bubbly 
like drinks. The, the idea of, of bubbly liquid that you can that consume. like wasn't alcoholic, I guess. That, yeah, that was not alcoholic. Uh, I mean, probably pretty far back. Like, I know that like Coke has been around for like forever. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna like, say it was in like the early 1900s, probably a little bit of the 1800s. I want to say for like Coke specifically, but I'm gonna say like most great things that they invented. I'm gonna go with the Greeks. The Greeks. You are right, actually. How dare you know things? I also kind of may have slightly read the first sentence of your thing. That is cheating. That is cheating. Okay, I didn't know it was cheating beforehand. So if he's quizzing us, come on, man. Okay, but he didn't mention it. All right, whatever, whatever. Back in ancient Greece, Hippocrates, uh, for Hippocratic Oath fame, said that drinking carbonated water may have health benefits. In fact, he believed it to be some sort of, like, magic elixir, like a cure-all. So did they have carbonated water? No, he did not. Well, kind of. There was naturally occurring carbonated water, like, from mineral springs, yes. But he did state that he did not know how to make it. And yeah, so, that is a problem. <laughs> so he was like, hey guys, there's this This is magic... probably like really good for you. Dude, there's this magic water out there. I don't know how to make it though, so. <laughs> cool. Just like pray, pray to that diagnosis and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, and Your boy so will get you. It wasn't until 1767. So it wasn't until 1767. God damn it. My God. God. <laughs> it's not one thing, it's another. <laughs> All right. This is an ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> this is anti-ASMR. Uh, so, like I said, it wasn't until 1767 when an Englishman, Joseph Priestley, discovered a method for making carbonated water. Hmm. Uh, so he first carbonated, carbonated water by hanging a container of water over a fermentation vat at a brewery in Leeds. Ah. The hmm. fermentation process gave off CO2 which worked its way into the water and made it all bubbly. Uh, This success led to Joseph doing more experiments and whatnot and actually coming up with a method for uh, producing this without the need for a fermentation vat. And he put this in his paper titled Impregnating Water with Fixed Air. Ah, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, not a great title. just use that word, like, not in that sense back then? (laughs) Just to mean to, like, to put in something... Like, I was going to read this paper, but it was, like, 300 pages. Yeah, that's a little bit much. Yeah. It's probably, like, when was this written? Uh, 1767. Yeah, that would have been rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I... Here's the too long didn't read. Uh, the paper described a means of chemical carbonation by dripping sulfuric acid into calcium carbonate, which produces CO2. Huh. The artificial CO2 gas was then pumped into a container of water. Uh, side note... Using a pig's bladder. Oh, uh, that come, you know, that's important. as you do. Uh, for a little tidbit I heard uh, that I'll come up later. And that would pump it into the water and infuse it with... I probably need to, like... I'm probably, like, blocking my voice from the microphone. But it would infuse it with CO2, which gives us that good bubbly. Uh, the paper was greatly praised by the Royal Society, and Joseph was awarded the highest honor. Uh, because around this time, people still believed that carbonated water was some sort of magic elixir. So they... S- I mean, it is, right? <laughs> In so a he, way. So he's a potion master. Yeah. Potion Potion <laughs> Yeah, so they it's were basically possible. like, I can't believe... <laughs> <laughs> like, you've created this 
super, like, magical potion for us. Thank you so much for giving me the highest honor. Uh, but as we know, it has no such cure-all effects. Actually, side note, Joseph Priestley was invited aboard a ship to be an astronomer for the crew, and he told the sailors that the carbonated water would cure their scurvy. Yeah, I don't think there's vitamin C in there, dog. So, after this... Just, like, eat a fruit, maybe. <laughs> so, after all this went over and the Royal Society was, like, you know, they were all praising the invention of carbonated water, a guy named John Newth improved upon uh, Priestley's method to basically... Uh, what's the word? Mass-producible, I guess? So he tweaked his invention and he said that he removed the pig's bladder because he could taste a little twinge of urine in the carbonated water. Not my favorite. So why did they just use organs for things? (laughs) Here's <laughs> Joseph got really salty over this. Uh, As one does. So he was like, you come into my house. <laughs> so, okay. Step on my pig's bladder. So supposedly this guy, John, uh, tastes the urine, removes uh-huh. the pig bladder, and then sends it to Priestley and says, I was able to remove the taste of urine. Wow. Ooh. And They really just came at each other. <laughs> And Joseph, in response, said that there was nothing wrong with his invention, and if he's tasting urine, it's probably because his servants are peeing in his drink. Ooh, wow. These are some harsh words (laughs) being thrown around. Uh, So not too long after this, in 1783, the Schweppes Company was founded. Ah, Schweppes is still around. I do love me some Schweppes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They were the first company to sell carbonated water. Schweppes is really popular in Croatia. Really? Fun fact. I didn't know that. Did not know that either. It actually started in Geneva, did you know? I did not know that. Yeah. We're all learning today. (laughs) So yeah, Schweppes comes from Geneva and was founded in 1783. And side note, there's a lot of history with soft drinks. I'm not going to be able to cover everything in one episode. Yeah. Uh, So probably in the future, I'm probably going to have to come back and like get into specifics, you know? Yeah, for sure. So we're flash-forwarding a little bit more, and around the time of the 1840s, soft drinks became insanely popular. In the previous decade, there were only 10 soft drink manufacturers, and by the ni- 19, by the 1840s, there were more than 50. Hmm. 15 or 50? 50. 50. Okay. Yeah, there were more than 50 manufacturers. Okay. Uh, that got really popular, especially in America, uh, where yeah, we've always had a history of liking it's stuff that's like, not healthy for us. Not a surprise. Yeah, honestly, uh, and more often than not, before they were put in bottles, they were actually sold in drugstores. Yeah, I mean, because they did used to have like things in them. Exactly. Yeah, like and, everyone it, knows, like the whole like Coca Cola used to have cocaine in yeah. it originally. Actually, fun fact: it was also uh, marketed as an energy drink. If you want to, uh, Sawbones actually did a really good episode on uh, soda in medicine. Do you know what episode it is? So I don't know, like, what, uh, like, number, because they don't number their episodes. Oh, okay. uh, but, yeah, if you just look up Sawbones soda, they have a really good episode on that. But, yeah, so they still believed it was, like, you know, this magic cure-all, so they were selling it in drugstores. Uh, and so the companies were trying to figure out how they could put it in a glass bottle. 
However, they were coming into this problem where they didn't really know how to seal the bottle and keep all the bubbles inside. Because yeah. if they sealed it the wrong way, the pressure would build up in the bottle and the bottle would explode. Not best for marketing. No. Yeah. If they uh, went the other direction and sealed it too little, all the bubbles would escape and the soda would go flat. Uh, so in... Really had to hit that mark. So there were two different inventions that kind of helped with this. So in 1870, Hiram Codd created the Cod Neck Bottle. Uh, you probably Hiram know... Hiram is a really good name. Hiram is a really good name. Why aren't people naming their kids Hiram anymore? I don't know. That's a good question. It's a very powerful name. Yeah, like, it's a name that commands respect, for sure. Have you seen Riverdale? No. There's someone named Hiram in it? There is. Oh, what, what is he? It's, he's, um... Veronica's dad. He's uh, like, he's like the one who got that makes who, sense. Who's like in jail for like tax evasion. Because that's like, like that. a really old comic. I didn't know her dad was in jail for tax evasion. I don't know anything about Riverdale. Though. Maybe that's maybe that's just the show. I don't <laughs> maybe know. that's. Just, I mean, the show is a lot darker than the comics. Yeah. It's a really good. I, I enjoyed the show though. Archie was more like it wasn't. If I remember, my favorite. But this isn't that podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is not our media. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that later in 2019. But the uh, the Codneck bottle, you probably recognize it more for the Japanese Ramune drinks. Oh yeah, that is the, with the marble. Yeah, so like, uh, let me see if I can pull up a picture for you. Do you know? I do not. So, so up in there, there's a little marble that seals the bottle, and you have yeah. a little plunger thing that you press, press down, down into and it, and then it goes into this little. Yeah, right and so here. it's pinched there, so it doesn't block the soda, and you also cannot yeah. drink the marble. So that was one solution that they came up with to keep the carbonation inside. Huh. Interesting. The other one is more common: bottle caps. 1892. Uh, the bottle cap, also officially known as the Crown Cork Bottle Seal, was invented. Uh, it was the first bottle top to successfully keep all the bubbles inside, and it was invented by a William Painter. I know that name. Do you? Yeah, I don't know why. Hmm. William Painter. I'll have to delve into that. I think that. he invented, like, other stuff, too. Or maybe he was part of, like, the canning process. Prob I didn't actually get that. I didn't get that in my notes, so... Uh... So in the 1920s... He also invented the bottle opener, which I guess is a good second step for yeah. inventing the bottle. <laughs> hey guys, I made some good news. Check this out. Wait, how do you open it? So <laughs> I figured out how to seal all the bubbles inside of our soda. Bad news, I don't know how to open it. Uh, so in the 1920s, the soda industry boomed, uh, mostly in part because the temperance movement was gaining momentum. Uh, oh, so people had to drink something else, and they would sure weren't yeah. gonna go to water right yeah. <laughs> they weren't gonna go to like water. <laughs> who drinks water yeah like so the temperance movement for the people in the audience who don't know it was a movement back in the 1920s that wanted to keep people from drinking alcohol so yeah. because of this movement uh, there was like this bad stigma about alcohol so everybody was moving to soda instead and it was because of that that it grew like immensely mm-hmm Especially in America. It was also... I don't like having fun things here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we both really do, but we really think that you shouldn't. This is the no fun allowed zone. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's like, we invent all of the fun things, and then we decide, hey, don't though. Don't. It was also around this time that vending machines became a thing, but vending machines uh, did not dispense cans or bottles. 
What did they dispense? They dispense. So you would bring a cup oh. to the vending machine. So it, so it works like, like a soda fountain, but yeah. like you put in coins to make the soda come out. Yeah, pretty much. So like you know, like those. Did you coke... have to bring your own cup? I don't. I actually don't know that. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, so it's like those Coke freestyle machines, but you would like just have a cup. You would, you put in money and it would dispense soda. Wild. And I'm reaching the tail end of my notes, so this is going to get a little bit faster. So aluminum cans for soda didn't come around until 1957. The first Diet Cola was sold in 1959. What was it? You know, next time I'll take more thorough No, <laughs> it's okay. Notes. It's just, I think I know what it is. Okay. So I'm going to search it up and then you can tell us and we'll edit it so it looks like you knew... But then, in 1965, was in soda cans started to be dispensed from vending machines. Oh. So it wasn't Tab. I thought it would be Tab, but Tab okay. is, like, the second one, actually. What's the first? The first is, it I, It looks like it's from Dr. Pepper, but I'm still looking. Oh, another... Wait, what did you say what year it was in your notes? It was 1959. 1959. Uh, another fun fact is that uh, looks like you're talking about diet right. <laughs> diet right? Yeah. How's it spelled? R I T E. R I T E. Yeah, but another fun fact is that people think that like Dr Pepper is like an offshoot of Coke, but it's not. It's not. No. It actually came out a year before Coke. Interesting. Yeah, so Everyone Do- thinks Dr Pepper is owned by Coke still. It yeah. never was, and it still isn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper, the original, the OG. Yeah. That's all I got from my notes. We stand, Dr. Pepper. Being Texans. Yeah. All right. All right. Now it's Sergio's second. It is. Do you have stuff for my, I do. All right. All right. So this is the part of the show where Sergio is going to list off a list of weird food. And Carter and I will have to say whether or not we are going to, whether or not we would or would not eat it, and we have to defend our stance. All right. All right. Today I have procured just a random list of foods. Today, it being the autumnal season, we will start with this. Pumpkin spice flavored milk. Yes. I drink it. I would drink it, but I feel like that's just, like, unsweetened coffee creamer. <laughs> you know what? You have a point. It's just pumpkin spice coffee creamer, but without, like, the sugar and, like, less thick. It's not, like, creamed. Yeah. I, I don't, like, I honestly, I don't think, I don't see a big problem with that, actually. I would want to see how they mixed it, because, like, if you just put spices in milk, it, like, all floats to the top. Yeah. It so. probably, like, infused it, maybe. Oh, that's a weird noise. Give that a minute to die down and resume. Yeah. Uh, my freezer is making sci-fi noises. It really is. What is it like? Open it and close it see if it stops. Alright, our next food is inspired by the great, great state of Texas. Ah, the homeland. The motherland, yes. <laughs> As you know, the the county fair or the state fair, I mean, yeah, um, very famous. Yes, very, very famous. Well a lot of fried stuff. There's a reason everything's bigger in Texas. You know, they sell fried butter. Yeah, they yeah. do. They do. <laughs> that is actually what I was going to ask about. That is the thing. Fried butter. Fried butter. Oh man, yeah. 
I would not eat it. Like, I used to eat, like, butter just by itself as a child. I am no longer four years old. Now, hold on. I do have some questions. All right, all right. First off, is it just, like, a stick of butter? It's literally a stick of butter. How is it, like, do you just, like, stick of butter, put it in batter, and fry it? I think um, so. You have to freeze it first. Oh, you have to. Oh, yes. Yeah. So if it's going, if it's something like, like deep fried ice cream, cream. Yeah. yeah, you have to freeze it like super well first so that it doesn't melt while it's frying. Okay. Here, I will show you a picture. Deep fried butter. There it is. Everything's better on a stick. <laughs> okay. All right. It kind of looks like a hush puppy. Okay, but like what's inside is not a hush puppy. <laughs> See, it's look at this one. This one's very square. Okay. But they also have little bits, it looks like. See, I'm on the fence about whether or not I would eat that. I would have to say no. I think I would try it. Our next one is from the great TV show made by Netflix. Queer Eye. Ah. <gasps> oh. Wait, what from Queer Eye? This is from the very first episode oh. with Tom. He yeah, makes this thing called a redneck margarita, mm. which is tequila and Mountain Dew, I believe. Yeah, he also uses golden tequila, I believe. Yeah, he uses golden, te- it's golden tequila and Mountain Dew. And if I remember correctly, all five of them were like, oh, it just roasted him <laughs> yeah, on it, I've as had, they like, do. Tequila and Sprite, and that's not bad. Yeah, but Mountain Dew is like different than Sprite, yeah. you know? I'm like, I, I don't think I would be totally mad at it. I don't have such a, like, high palate as the people on Queer Eye, I think. Yeah, that's true. Which We're... feels like maybe we should, considering we do a food podcast, but that's absolutely not what this is about. <laughs> Plus, we are college students. I was about to say that. Yeah. Like, we're all broke college kids. We don't really... We're I mean, not really in a position. Degree, but yeah. you still broke. Yeah, I'm still broke. <laughs> one of us is an architect. I get paid tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> Oh, treat us to brunch. Mm. <laughs> Take us out for drinks. All right, do you have any? All right. Another one? Our last one. Okay. All right. Of the day is going to be something that I, you know, I very much so questioned it because I know Dakota doesn't like avocados. Okay. So okay. Dakota's obviously already a no, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Avocado wine. Mm. <laughs> I would try it. I don't think it would be my favorite, but you know, I haven't tried it yet. Is it just like avocado made from, or wine made from avocado? <laughs> avocado made from wine. Let me live. It's a very alchemical process. <laughs> wine made from avocados? I think Let's see. So. We will look at, it, it's a place called Schnevely Redlands Winery. Schneebly? Schneebly. Schneebly. I'm looking at it. Are you sure it's not Schneebly, like the guy from School of Rock? I've actually never seen that movie. Dude, we're gonna watch School of Rock. It's like my favorite movie. (laughs) That'll be like a special, like, Facebook Live event. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So, it's $14.95 a bottle. Alright, so that's Uh, like my price range. (laughs) Their their description is... It's it's three stars out of five. How many reviews, though? Or is it just... Is that review based or just are they saying that their wine see, is three stars? Out of there five? are there are two reviews on there. Okay, however, that's not that many then. However, Schnebly Redlines 
Redlands Winery has four out of five stars on TripAdvisor, and the top one is avocado, avocado wine. wine. Dot, yes. Dot, dot, dot. Yes. <laughs> hmm. From C of C Mom in Abbeville, South Carolina. And um, shout you, out to you. You wanna you wanna guess what states this avocado wine was thought up of in? I mean, I want to say California. Well, but... guessing by their uh, icon, it has a little alligator in it. I'm gonna say Florida. Oh, Florida. Yeah, it's Florida. 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 That's such a Florida thing to do. I mean, it was either gonna be like L.A. people or Florida people. Yeah. Like Florida man two, strikes again. Those are two very different kinds no, but of see, people. Audience. They're very different kinds of people, but they would do it both of them, but for very different reasons. <laughs> I mean, I know people from Florida, and I love and support them <laughs> as a whole in the state. Like, that, I don't know if I can get behind. Like, you have yeah. the cool theme parks and everything. Well, but. I, I hope y'all are being safe in Florida right now with Hurricane Michael going on. Please That's be safe. Yeah. Yeah. Please, please be safe. I mean, at the time of recording this, this is, yeah. Well, I hope you guys recover well. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Katrina. I mean, Katrina like, yeah, I'm sure, like, many of us know Texas. people yeah. who have been personally affected by and has, like, moved places. Yeah. I mean, with all of the hurricanes that have come in, like, our... Port Aransas and stuff still hasn't, like, recovered yeah. fully from Hurricane Katrina. I mean, like, Houston is, like... They recovered very well, and they're still working on stuff, I believe. Yeah. They got Waco it. never recovered Huge from that enough. tornado way back. God knows that. Yeah, tornadoes? <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of memories with tornadoes. Mm, What's up? We live in the U.S. <laughs> we live in Texas. Yeah, Texas, <laughs> y'all. Uh, but yeah, that so was the most unnatural y'all I have ever heard. <laughs> y'all, sweet y'all avocado. Wine. This fun wine has a refreshing lemon zest nose. That's a lot of flavors going on, <laughs> and a flavor that reminds you of a sunny, fun day in the Florida Keys. Uh, I don't know if I associate avocado with the Florida Keys, but all right. Yeah. And also, lemon and avocado and wine. If you associate anything with Florida, like, it's gotta be oranges, There's right? gotta be oranges, yeah. Yeah. And orange lemon wine. That'd be pretty good. I love Actually, good. I mean, like, if you want citrus in your wine, just get, like, sangria actually, or something. My my boss, um, because he went to ACL Week in one with his wife, but, um... So the, your bosses went to ACL without you. <laughs> essentially, yeah. Um... She's going again this weekend, but he isn't. But he, he was like, Maybe I have... See her. He was like, I have recommendations. I'm like, oh. Do you tell. <laughs> Do tell. And one of them was, I forgot what brand it was, but there is a place that is selling a very refreshing lemon ginger or blood orange beer. I'm looking at, uh, what's it, Schwebly? Schneebly. Schneebly, yeah. Or Schneebly. We're not sure. Sponsor us, please, by the way. Um, I don't think they're going to. Ooh, they have a lychee. We already trash talk Florida. It's over. They, <laughs> they have a lychee wine and a mango wine. I do Ooh, love mangoes. mango. This mango wine sounds good. Hit me up with some mango. Let's see. I tried some alcoholic mango passion fruit, I think. Kombucha at HB one day. I still haven't had kombucha. Oh, it's great. It's very good for you. Mango dolce. It's dolce. Okay, but like, Mango Dolce is a trip <laughs> to the French tropics that has a mild, exotic baguette. bouquet. Yeah. It has the key balance mango. of sweetness and smoothness and is an amazing way to complete a meal. It's a dessert <laughs> wine. Fun fact, 
the wine is the meal. <laughs> Maybe for you it is. Yeah, there is one time that I had a whole bottle of wine for dinner. Oh, no. <laughs> See, and I can say that because my mom isn't going to be one of the moms listening. <laughs> I mean, if she ever does find this, I'm sorry. But oh, that's... They, they have wines... Schneebly Cat 3 Hurricane is the flavor of wine. Man, they're really leaning into the Florida culture. They're really <laughs> leaning into this Florida thing. They have a guava wine. I'm actually kind of digging guava? it. Guava yeah. wine. Yeah. yeah. It is a rosé. Best got, served at room temperature. It's got two and a half stars, though. The yeah. refreshing and vibrant wine that has a bouquet that never stops. I want to try blueberry I wine. The thing is... Like in that like, one Parks and Rec episode? No, I was, I'm not... I don't remember that episode. The thing is, oh wow, okay, I was about to say Schneebly's like wines don't have a lot of reviews, so the reviews can't really be counted on, but look at all the reviews for this, for the guava wine. Maybe the avocado wine is newer. Yeah, same with the mango uh, dolce. But mm. yeah, no, the guava wine has two and a half stars, uh, so I don't know. For 200 bucks, you can get a case of 12. <laughs> nice. But for $15, you can get a single bottle. We're just going on a little wine tangent here. Uh, Back to food. I mean, I I'm digging this I little mean, this little wine. Drink is part of food. Yeah, right? drink well, food and drink. Uh, sparkling wines. They got sparkling passion, uh, which is not passion fruit. Just passion. It's pa- they it's bottled passion. Raw passion. Passion just bottled. We don't know what for. It could be for a lover or it could be for the arts. <laughs> it could be for those moments in college when you're like, what am I doing here? I hate this. I don't I don't know if I would call that passion more passionate, like suffering. Passionate rage. No, no, no. But you need the passion to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, to push through that. Yeah, it's, 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 like, it's like, that would have been nice in architecture school. You know, I'd be there in the studio at four in the morning and, you know, just a nice bottle of passion wine and just be like, oh, I remember why I'm doing this now. And then I, you know, make my model and go to bed. I mean, go to class, go through the entire school day, and then go to bed that night. Maybe. Yeah, I'm really glad I didn't do architecture. It's a pain. Shout out to my school. Everything. The architecture program when I tried to apply to it. What do you mean? Uh, high school. Oh, oh yeah, you were Yeah, you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, we applied the, to the architecture. The architecture teacher left the year that both Sergio and I tried to get into it. And they didn't, like, apparently, we were going to go into it into, in the fall, and he left the spring before that, and they never found a replacement, didn't tell any of us, and yeah, stuck so us in graphic what they design did, they thinking. They took everyone who tried to get into an architecture class and put them in graphic design. And they didn't tell us about it, and they didn't think that any of us would notice. So that's how you guys got into graphic design. Actually, fun story. I applied to both architecture and graphic design. Oh. And I was like, huh, I guess I just didn't get into the architecture program. Like, No, yeah. Like, I it remember... It didn't fit into my schedule or something. Because the way that it was listed on the school schedule, it was like intro to like age something, something, like a bunch and of letters, right? And it was like right? for architecture students or something. No, no, no. It? No, it, just, it was just a bunch of letters. So we were like, oh, that sounds like it's probably like HVAC or something like that, you yeah. know? And then like three weeks in, we're like... This is a what is any of the like we asked <laughs> we asked Cheryl which Cheryl if you're listening to this we love you Cheryl, so much we stand <laughs> Cheryl the I best play, part of high school Cheryl I played Minecraft and yeah you I were, feel like you met her once in passing while I, going to play Minecraft yeah no, no, hey yeah. kids do your homework while you're in school <laughs> this was after school 
Yeah, that, well, this specific instance when okay. Dakota was there was after school, but... Yeah, but um, we may anyways, or may not have played some video games during class on school computers. Remember Terry hacked the computers? You didn't, no, sh- you didn't hear it from us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was a great class. Anyways, um... We're gonna have to bleep out Terry's name. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in. It'll be a fun little Easter egg for him. No. no. I think it's funnier if we bleep it out. <laughs> no, yeah, so we were like, Cheryl... Well, okay, now, back at this time, it was Miss Cheryl. You know, back before we were yeah. like, oh, I mean, Cheryl's I our homie. I mean, called her by her first name, but I was like, respect, I'll just call you Cheryl. And then by the end of our senior year, we were just like, yo, Cheryl, what up? <laughs> yo, Cheryl! <laughs> no, yeah, but, um... Young Tiff! <laughs> oh, I love Young Tiff. I follow her on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, Young Tiff was the, uh... She handled the business kids that were dealing with the graphic design program at our school. Because we opened up a print shop, so the idea was that graphic design kids do, like, the design work, and the business kids do the business work for it. How it ended up, though, is that we did, like, most of the work, and business kids worked with hypotheticals and loitered in our print shop. Yeah. No, yeah but yeah, we asked Cheryl, we were like, what does any of this have to do with architecture? She's like, architecture? This is graphic design. At which point, half of us were like, what the fuck? What's going on? <laughs> Yeah, and... Uh, now, I remember her, like, saying, like... She tried to not, incorporate it. Yeah. Like, during... It was, like, maybe the second or third week mm-hmm. of class, and she was like, okay, so there's architecture students in here for some reason. Sorry. <laughs> and I think what was supposed to happen is they were going to hire an architecture teacher, they but they didn't end up being able to. So the architecture kids were supposed to be moved to that class in the spring, but it never happened. I found out later. A bunch I... of them ended up just doing graphic design in high school for the next, like, three years, though. Yeah, we needed so. computer credits, and they're being a really fun class. I found out later yeah, it was lit. that at college, because one of my favorite professors, D. Wade, if you're listening to this, you're great. Anyways, he was telling me, he's like, where are you from? I'm like, oh, I'm from Round Rock. He's like, Round Rock, what school? Did you go to Cedar Ridge? I'm like, no. no, I went to Round Rock. Oh, yeah, Cedar Ridge has a really... No, yeah, apparently Cedar Ridge got an architecture, because they were considering, like, switching us to where we would have just one class at Cedar Ridge and the rest at Round Rock. Um, it didn't end up happening, but apparently that guy has a master's in architecture. Yeah, no, they have a really good program over there. Yeah, and I'm like, you have, you have a master's <laughs> you degree. You couldn't have done that? <laughs> no, yeah, well, there's that, and two, like, you have a master's degree? What are you doing teaching high school? Then again, That's Cheryl true. had a master's degree. Yeah. But she didn't necessarily do it for, like, the money. I wish yeah. I could weigh in on this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to go down. They're off living in a whole other world. We have a I lot think. of feelings I mean, about Cheryl's class. you've taken classes just not in high school. I'm in college graphic yeah. design. Different story. Yeah. We have a lot of feelings about Cheryl's class. We have a lot of feelings about many things from that time period. <laughs> This is a good place to stop the episode. Probably. Right. We went off on a tangent. Do we have like, a <laughs> sign-off or anything? We don't have a sign-off. We don't have a... It's episode one. It's the episode theme, one. Okay, so we don't have a theme for this episode, but the theme is actually, it's episode one, give us a break. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Like, look at that spike on the module. Yeah, no, we, I've been seeing it. Laugh. Every time we laugh, it's like... <laughs> oh, God. I'm, I'm going to have to go it's back... It's just a solid block. No, I will cut that out. I'm going to have to go back and edit all this i'm gonna have to like de-amplify all our laughs oh god oh we need bloopers loud laughing but uh we need bloopers yeah if you guys if you guys enjoyed the episode you know tell your friends tell your mom tell your dog please share yeah share it with anybody who you think might might enjoy it Uh, follow us on twitter at fry friends cast 
Yes, and all the uh, tweet the first... about us on Twitter. Tweet about send, us on Twitter. Maybe send we'll us. follow you. Send us pictures of your dogs. Send us pictures Just... of your dogs and cats and um, food. And food. we're a food podcast. And, yeah, if you have any ideas for episodes, send those our yeah. way too. Or have or them like... posing. Have your pets posing with food. Yeah, you can send uh, all of your like cursed food images, Just and Sergio in... will have to sort through those. Because that's your job now. Just interact feel with free, us. Feel free to include recipes and I'll make them. That's no. true, but I don't want it to be. All right. I'm, uh, I'm an impulsive person with no regrets on like certain things. We don't have a website yet, but hopefully we will have one soon. And later we can tell you about that. As of now, we just have the Twitter. Yeah. And so, you you said the handle right? The, yeah, Fry, Fr- the, again, Fry that, Friends Cast again, on Twitter. Fry Friends Cast. Uh, uppercase on the first letter of each. I mean, it words. doesn't matter if you search oh, regular; it'll be fine. Listen, I don't get on Twitter that often, <laughs> so. All right. Well, thank you for listening. All right.